area code to know everything that we need to know when it comes to my rights and today we're looking to a credit score how do you how, what is a credit score why should you care i know it affects each and every human being that is over the age of 18 but how do we maintain it joining us to give us more insights on that is annalyn feldpur who's the chief business development officer at debt rescue who will give us more insights on this thank you so much annalyn for joining us this morning on the air record and welcome good morning thank you so much for having me it's a pleasure having you here on the area code and we're speaking about a credit score firstly we'd like to know what is a credit score and what does it mean uh, to me or a South African ordinary South African citizen or a consumer as well well the credit score is quite important if you intend on entering into any credit so what this means is every month um, all the credit providers send the information through to the credit bureaus there's quite a few of them and they then collate that information and so for example if you have a home loan or a car even your insurances your cell phones etc all that information with your payment history gets sent through to the credit bureaus so that they can keep track of your payment profile um, how much debt, for example, you've incurred, what your payment patterns are, are you paying on time, are you paying the right amount, etc. And all of that then adds up into a scoring system. And this thing says whether um, you're, you're up to date and you've got a good profile or not. And that determines, in essence, when you go and apply for further credit, potentially, what kind of credit you could qualify for, what kind of amount, and also what interest rates you're going to qualify for. So a very important part of, of our credit life as we go through now, I think when you're talking about the credit score and how it works, I'm quite curious to also find out, as an individual who probably has never opened an account anywhere and all you have is just an account with your um, financial service provider and uh, the person that you are banking with, and outside of that, why is it that whenever you are trying to um, you know, apply for something, you are then required to then go and open a field of debts that you are they are going to track how often you pay and how you pay and are you a healthy payer as well um what determines my first account that needs to be open without the trace of how i pay well that is a difficult one i mean it's it, it quite a, a strange situation to be in you need debt to get debt you know because they need to see if you what is your payment profile so getting yeah. that first account is usually a difficult one um and the recommend the recommendation there is usually approach your bank that you bank with because already they'll have an idea of look they can see your income coming in every month they can see you know how you generally spend your funds to so apply with a credit card um a small credit card and then build up a credit report through that so in other words um and i'm going to use examples so for example you've got a two thousand rand credit limit um use not everything firstly then also use it all at once but go and spend a little on it and then pay it back as quickly as you can that then shows clearly that you can manage the credit you have and that'll start helping you to build a credit, um, a credit report and a credit score. The other thing that definitely contributes as well, and we sometimes forget this, is um, if we have cell phone accounts or if we have insurance, those contribute to our credit scores as well because those usually are long-term um, you know, service agreements we have. And it's a very good way of seeing that a person pays their insurance every single month, etc. And like I say, if you apply for credit too often, that could also affect your credit score negatively. But the safest option is usually maybe look at a store card, but your credit, a credit card with the institution you bank with is also a good idea. 
You know, Annalene, as you was explaining, I'm reminded of an incident or a situation where I was once involved in where I wanted to take a cell phone on credit because I, I saw that I was going to be able to pay month end. I was going to afford it. But when I got to the to the store, they told me that I cannot get a cell phone because of my credit score. And that reminded me because sometimes as young people, especially coming out of high school, university, we don't really understand the importance of credit, let alone good credit. How do you educate us, young people, about credit, um, about credit? Credits, especially from a young age because we are now um, eligible to start making credit um, affecting decisions I think that is such an important um, factor and you know I'm, I'm a mom of a high school child and, and I feel so strongly that a lot more emphasis needs to be to be placed at school level because they tend to listen more to teachers than they do to us as parents but at the education starts very young in terms of understanding um, compound interest. You know, they, they, they learn compound interest, but not in the real way of how would it affect me if I'm a consumer? Um, so understanding what credit does, understanding affordability, teaching people to budget properly. You know, what is a budget? Why is it important? How do I set it up? These are very, very important things for us to know before I go and apply for credit. Let me do my own budget. Let me understand, can I truly afford this? And important as a consumer, remembering that if you apply for credit and it gets declined, you must be given a reason. You are entitled to understanding why it is they feel. Because sometimes that is also the thing from out that says that you have a bad listing on your credit report and you might not even be aware of it so that you can go and investigate it, take corrective action, um, you know, take it up with whomever listed you. So it's very important that we understand these things. And one of the really key ones are we're entitled to a free credit report every year. Make use of that opportunity. Look at what your credit profile looks like and if maybe you had a bad habit because you didn't know that this was going to be so important, that you can take corrective action and start improving that credit score. Are you talking about um, the reports that one needs to look at when they have credit agreements? Where does one get a credit report and how do you read a credit report? Now, what is different? How do you, how do you distinguish between a good and a bad credit score? So, the nice thing is... Um, most of the credit bureaus um, have very, very simple platforms where you can go and apply for your credit reports and have it sent to you via email or get it through their portal, etc. So it's very simple. You can just Google free credit report and you'll get a whole variety of, of options there. And then you log in and they'll ask you a couple of security questions to make sure it's you. Nobody else can get your credit report. This is a very confidential piece of information. You get your credit report and on there they'll tell you your score, they'll tell you how to interpret it um, and all your information, your credit payment history will be on there. It'll, it'll be every time you've moved will be on there because every time you go and apply for credit or even a service agreement as I've said, you log information like this is my telephone number, this is where I'm and that information gets sent to the Bureau. So there's a lot of your, your credit activity history being logged on this document. So really, really important to at least once a year, go get your free one. Just like I said, Google it online, free credit report, go through the steps and have a look at it. It's really incredible information and it really helps you to plan, especially um, you know, being young, you plan on buying a vehicle in the future and one day a home that you know now already what steps you can take to, to settle that. And when we talk about good credit and bad credit, it's very important that we know not, not all credit is bad. Sometimes it's necessary for us to enter into credit. Most people cannot afford to buy a vehicle brand new or a home brand new or whatever. Those are things that you need credit for. But if that is credit where you are going to have something of value, even if it depreciates slightly to what you bought it for. Ideally, you want it to appreciate like a home. 
But sometimes they will depreciate, but at least you have something to show for it after you've paid it off that has some form of value. Whereas, for example, buying um, food on credit, that's very dangerous because you don't have anything to show for it once you've consumed it. Um, clothing on credit, you know, that, that's something that you really have to think, am I going to get a couple of years worth out of this? Is this a good quality winter jacket, for example? Be very, very careful with that in terms of good and bad credit. And of course, brilliant credit is investing in your education. If you know you're going to do all, you might have to incur, incur some credit, but in the long run, you're improving your employability opportunity here. That is not bad credit. That is good credit if you use it widely. You know, you're mentioning credit bureau, and since you're mentioning that, I'm reminded since COVID, um, a few companies have been retrenching and empl- uh, retrenching employees, and has left a lot and lots of people in serious debt. Some of them cannot pay off their debts right now. But what does this mean if one finds themselves in a situation where they are still a- they are um, eligible to pay off their car, their loan, whatever that they've taken, and now they've lost their job? How does one deal with their debts during retrenchment? Well, that is incredibly relevant right now. The reality is, as we all know, our country is sitting with record unemployment numbers at the moment. And the important thing here is, firstly, do an assessment of your budget. Get an understanding of where you can make some changes in your lifestyle. If, for example, you are still getting some form of income, even if it's a reduced income, etc., where you can make the changes. If you are retrenched, contact your credit providers because a lot of times, as part of the credit when you when you incurred it originally, they might have, like for example, a loan or a credit card, they might have included credit life insurance. And part of that sometimes includes a retrenchment option as well. Speak to them, ask them if, they, if, if you have such a policy. Obviously, you would have taken us out right at the inception. Um, to ask them to check if you did have it and see if there is retrenchment cover, which can at least help you maybe cover a few months of installments if it's available, etc. But playing open cards with your credit providers about your current situation um, is going to stand you in much better seat than, than not communicating because they could potentially just see you as somebody who's trying not to pay back. Whereas if you have a legitimate um, explanation, they could try and help you find a, 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 a solution, even if it's just in the short term, for example, while you're trying to find a job again. Now, we've seen a lot of, um, you know, flyers, people um, advertising as well, saying that we should sign up with um, debt concealers. So this is, uh, maybe you can also touch on that as well. What is a person, um, what is that entitled, what does that entitle on its own to conceal debt? And is it good for us to go down that route? So debt counseling has been around since 2007. It's part of the National Credit Act, which means it makes it law. And what's absolutely amazing about this is our our legislation was so incredibly forward-thinking when this was brought to, to be in 2007 already. Was what happens if somebody has real circumstances affect them and they cannot afford the debt that they have? And COVID was... You know, obviously we saw it in the 2008 um, credit crunch already, but the COVID situation was exactly that. People were without income for some, depending on the industry, between weeks and months. So that was completely beyond their control. They weren't getting salaries and they had to still honor their debt that they have. Um, and in other cases, it's just, you know, people sometimes just get them, you know, find themselves in a situation where life changed around them and they cannot afford the debt that they could at one point. And this is where debt counseling comes in. So as I said, this is part of the National Credit Act, and it's protection and assistance to consumers who are over-indebted. And to understand if you're over-indebted, you look at your income and you deduct your expenses. Now, expenses 
and it's important to separate expenses from debt. Expenses of your your items you need to pay every month. So this is your rent, your school fees, your, your fuel, transport, um, your food, everything. Those are not credit agreements. So you deduct your expenses from your income, and what you have left needs to cover the minimum expense, the minimum installments of your debt agreements. So these are your loans and your credit cards and store cards and car and house, etc. If you can't afford to pay the minimum installment, you are most likely over-indebted. And this is where debt counseling comes in. It assists consumers who are over-indebted. And the process involved, your debt counselor, who's a registered individual with the National Credit Regulator, is then by law allowed to renegotiate on your behalf with your credit providers to reduce your monthly installment by extending the repayment term. And why they do this is to try and help you honor your debt repayment because consumers don't want to run away from their debt. They want to honor it. They just can't afford it at the amount it currently is. So they pay it off over a slightly longer period, but they're honoring their debt. So that by the time they're finished with the debt counseling um, process, they can re-enter the credit market with all their debt repaid and they can start afresh um, with their credit of life as they'd like to do it. And it gives legal protection because it's part of the act. So credit providers cannot take new action against you once you've entered into debt review as long as you continue paying after the agreement. Now, is this something, a record that carries um, on with you for the rest of your life? Is it something that after you are done paying your debts, it's something that falls away? Or is it something that continuously, um, you know, follows you um, in your credit score uh, history or database? Is it something that is always going to be there? And does it play a role maybe um, to hinder you from buying that car or hinder you from buying that house? Are you a risk person at this point, according to your credit score, because of using the third party to assist you? No. So that's the whole beauty about why the National Credit Act contains this section and why we have this is exactly that. Whilst you're under debt review, you're repaying the debt you have. You're honoring your debt obligations legally. And the credit providers understand that. And we have seen in this industry thousands upon thousands of consumers who've gone through the process. And once they've done that, they very successfully re-enter the credit market, buy homes, buy vehicles, etc. Um, the effect on your credit report is once you are completed, the flag gets removed from your name, your credit report obviously zeroed out because you've paid up all of your debt, and you start building up your credit score again by showing that, look, firstly, I've paid all the debt I had, and I can now manage it because where most of us now would go and apply for debt, we already have other debt. I have maybe a credit card or a store or a personal loan. You're entering the credit market, all your debt paid up with a brilliant budgeting skill and no, you know, that flag is not there. There's no history that gets dragged along. Like I said, we see it every single day. Consumers re-entering the credit market with no problem. Now, let's maybe track back a bit here because now we are at a point where already somebody might have been blacklisted or somebody might be failing or lost their job like Zex has has also echoed on. Now, let's look at what is blacklisting. How does one get to a point where they are blacklisted? What sort of patterns do you need to encounter in order for uh, the system to automatically get you to a point where you are blacklisted? So understanding that blacklisting is, 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 is just a terminology to state that there is a bad um, notification on your credit report, if I can call it that. So what that would mean is I have, for example, um, not paid my credit card for six months. Then what happens is the credit, the, the, the credit provider would put a notification on my credit profile to say every single month, 
first month skip, second month skip, third month skip, fourth month skip, and then it keeps you building up. And that starts having a negative impact, firstly on my credit score, but also obviously on how other credit providers are going to perceive me. So every time I skip a payment, and especially if I skip them continuously and they build up, all of that becomes a mark against my credit profile and my credit score at the end of the day. And that, in essence, is what blacklisting is. Yeah, all right. No, I think you have given us a lot to think about at this point. Now, if people do need to get more insight when it comes to credit score, are there any workshops? Are there any uh, numbers that they can call or maybe come to you directly as well or give you a call as well? Are there any numbers or maybe social media handles that you'd like to share with us? Thank you. When it comes to credit, your credit score and your credit report, like I said, please do Google do, do free credit report. If you need assistance with your debt, in other words, you, you feel that you might be over in debt and you, you want to consider debt counseling, you're welcome to go to our website, www.debt.co.za. We've got WhatsApp on there. You can put us on WhatsApp or you can go on to our live chat or you can mail us or call us. All the information is on the website. And Lynn, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you so much for having me. Annalene speaking to us about credit score. Um, she is the Chief Business Development Officer at the Debt Rescue and she has been giving us more insight on mm. credit score, which is quite interesting yeah. because the one thing that always puzzled me for a very long time is why do I need to acquire debt in order for me to get a house or yeah. a car yeah. or something like that? But obviously it's the pattern mm. of which they can see what kind of a payer you are. Are you a healthy payer or are you somewhat someone who misses a payment every now and again you know there's a certain pattern to it yeah. area code every weekdays from 9 to 12 p.m only on vow fm 88.1